Before we begin the show, I just want to say that this podcast is brought to you by the Wedding Video Boss Patreon page. There you can pledge as low as $1 to keep the show going. Different tiers give you different perks like transcripts of all the current episodes. This is for those who don't have time to listen for an hour. You also have extra episodes that are a little bit more in-depth and straight to the point. Also, for a limited time, coaching sessions with me. So head on over to www.patreon.com that's p a t r e o n.com/weddingvideoboss to learn more. All right, see you there. For me is always like being able to have a safe environment to talk to each other in an open way and mistakes will be made and sometimes you get hurt but to forgive each other and then to move on completely together instead of somebody moving on and somebody still feeling like wait did we really squash that or i still feel her i still feel weird about it how come when you have like teams in your business and your husband your wife is also your, your teammate you want to make sure everyone within the team is mentally stable um, <laughs> because if they are not they won't be able to work <laughs> they'll always they'll always be thinking about those issues and those problems and influences their job. That's true. Yeah. I don't want to work well if I'm like pissed not, off. Yeah, if I'm yeah. pissed off or whatever <laughs> like I'm like I don't want to do that for you. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Welcome to the Wedding Video Boss podcast where we talk about the business of being a wedding creative. And on Mondays, I invite over the biggest of the big. Was that is that a phrase? No. Uh, the the most important of the importance. No, that's not a. a anyway, <laughs> I'm I invite the biggest in the wedding industry, especially here in Southern California, to talk about the business aspect of running your own company. Today is extra special because my good friends Meg and Kevin Levu are here and we're talking about something that is surprisingly a rarity in the wedding vendor world, being a husband and wife team. So we're talking about how to network as a couple, we're talking about selling, respecting each other as a creative, which is super important, falling into roles, and finding out our strengths and weaknesses. I, I, we talked about more stuff, but the, these ones were the the ones I remember. <laughs> so, actually, let's do something fun. If you're a husband and wife team and you're listening to this podcast or you're probably watching, I'd love to see a photo of you. So send me a tweet. It's at the Paul Santiago or tag me on Instagram, which is at Wedding Video Boss. I want to know how long you've been in the business and what your secret is. Then we'll post it on Instagram. Just so you know, I always tell people my secret is having separate bathrooms. But we're just lucky because our our home has two bathrooms. But ever since we had that, it just changed our relationship. <laughs> if you're driving, my gosh, send it to me later, please. Because I don't want you to get into an accident. I need you to get to where you need to go safely. So let's not try to turn your spouse into a widow or widower right now. If you're doing the dishes, take a photo and send it to me. That is the first secret to a successful married life. Right? Right. Yeah. 
Okay, these two are ready to rumble, so don't go away because we'll be right back after this bait. Kevin and Meg LeVu are a married couple who own and operate Kevin LeVu Photography, Inc., a team of wedding photography and videography serving in Southern California. Together, they maintain a family-run business vibe that focuses on a timeless and personable style, serving couples since 2008. Kevin and Meg aim to create a legacy that goes beyond just taking pictures. Friends, help me in welcoming Meg and Kevin. Before we, we dive deeper into what we're supposed to talk about, I would love it if you tell the listeners something about yourselves individually that people probably don't know about you. Okay. okay. Go ahead, Ben. All right. So my name is Kevin. Um, I own a photography business called Kevin Levu Photography. It's a husband and a wife team. So Megan <laughs> and I started it together back in 2009. And we've been working at it. <laughs> I thought it's something they, they wouldn't know about you. Yeah, like a oh, secret, like a weird, <laughs> like a weird fetish or something. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. No, don't go into that hole. Let's do just do it. it. Keep it PG. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll start again. Stop, stop, stop. All right. So um, my name is Kevin. Uh, <laughs> and I love to sup, sir. Um and I love hamburgers. Duh. <laughs> Is that good? Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, I was gonna ask that. So, uh, sup surf stands for stand up paddle. Um, mm. so it's almost like um, a regular traditional stand up paddle board, where you can just go on flat water. Uh, but the 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 skill that I try to put into sup surfing is um. You actually ride waves with a gigantic board. <laughs> yes. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's a, it's, what do you call that? Is it paddle boarding? Yeah. But yeah. you're like surfing. You're surfing. Yeah. So it's Why? not like the calm one. It's like crazy. Oh my gosh. It's, okay. It's, it's basically a surfboard still, but with just, paddle. just with paddle. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So it's harder. I can't even skate, uh, skateboard. So good for you. <laughs> How about you, Meg? No, it's, really tough yeah uh people may not know about me is that i roast uh coffee now so we actually give it to our clients at the end of the it's like a little surprise and uh, i tell everybody like in the beginning but that's like eight months to a year ago and then when they get their images they also get a a sample of coffee and then they're they get really excited and then i get really excited because it's something that i made and that we created together and that they get to enjoy it's personal for us so yeah that's cool i like i like the 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 personal touch especially for for you guys for us that do you you guys still do high volume right you do more than 20 weddings a year yes yes yeah, yeah and putting that personal touch really makes a difference you know yeah we always want to add something else yeah you know so okay it's fun for us so now that uh, you d gave away your biggest secret that you love hamburgers, Kevin. Secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, anyone that hangs around me for long, they'll know that I always crave a hamburger like every day. Oh, every day. Oh, yeah. you know, I had a. That's a hit. We gotta get hamburger today. 
I, I had a taco I totally fest. We were going to go over Paul and Stella's yeah. studio, and then we're like, gonna have a and then we can go out after and grab a hamburger. We, we can oh, do oh, that oh, later. <laughs> I, I I had a taco phase before, like a three months straight. Oh, I ate taco tacos. Phase. Holy crap! Yeah. Every, every day is taco day, huh? I gained like twenty every, pounds. Every day is taco day with a person you referred to us, Paul. That, yeah, dude. That guy is really great. We right? hire him for everything. Your That's referral. Cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> So, okay. Now, um, I would love it if the audience learns about your origin story. So, do you mind talking to us about how you started and how you started in this industry and what you're up to right now? Sure. So, I first started in photography by shooting uh, clubs um, throughout Los Angeles. Uh, so, I was like a event photographer at first back in uh, 2008. And... Um, at the same time, I was going to school at Cal State Fullerton, where I met my wife, Megan. Oh, hi. And um, from there, uh, someone within my nursing cohort was doing wedding photography. And uh, she asked if I did I have any experience in shooting weddings. I'm like, no, I only have um, experience in shooting events. Uh, but then she gave me the chance in photographing as a second photographer for her weddings. And that's where I uh we started in 2008 and along the way i uh had mentors like henry chen uh who started back in i believe around 2007 so he already had his like foot in the like <clears throat> yeah he, he's basically been doing it for two years yeah. um so he he knew the ropes and uh he kind of showed me what i needed tools that i needed and what i have to do to you know establish a, a business um, I also second for uh, another company called Furious Photographers uh, that was owned by Lawrence and Douglas Chan. And uh, during that time, I followed them on destination weddings and Cancun and everything. And, um, and from there, it, it kind of allowed me to experience, did I want to do nursing or did I want to do wedding photography full time? I, I was like stuck in between. And uh, I had that little crisis <laughs> and we sat down together. I, I remember back in like 2009, trying to figure everything out. Um, but with that crisis, along with um, uh, the house market crisis that everyone was facing, right? The recession that we were facing in 2008, 2009 also pushed me over the edge that I should do. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <I'm done>. <laughs> It, it pushed me over the edge that, you know, you should do what you love and uh, follow your passion because nursing, I know it, although it's, it's great that I'm taking care of people, it wasn't for me. I couldn't see myself operating, like driving to the hospital 5 a.m. in the morning and getting out at 6 p.m. And I just never see the light. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, and that, that's what made uh, the transition and tried so hard in nursing to be an excellent student to be the best nurse but then in photography i felt it was just it was all natural to me it just came to me i didn't have to try too hard yeah and that's when i knew it was like more of a passion uh versus uh, uh versus like um what an actual job yeah 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 and um yeah from there that's when we uh 
initially started with uh, Craigslist when Craigslist was big. Uh, advertised on Craigslist to jumpstart the business where I would offer like our service for super cheap. Um, only limit ourselves to 10 weddings. And uh, from the 10 weddings, we were able to figure ourselves out, figure our roles within the company. And after the 10 weddings, we just became more confident in our work. And it just kind of doubled every year. Mm. And that's how, yeah, that's how we kind of got the ball rolling for yeah. our company. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, no. So was Meg uh, in this the, the entire time or what, what, when did you start? You. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has her side. I'll tell you. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, I, we were together during that whole time and uh, we, that was during college and everything. And then uh, he actually, my introduction into the industry was like in and out sparsely from from that time that he, he really like took off with weddings or decided he was going to be a photographer. Um, so basically he gave me a 5D Mark one and then he's like, OK, you want to shoot? I was like, OK. <laughs> and then he taught me ISO aperture and shutter speed. And then we you had like a couple like an engagement. And I think we went to the to Laguna Beach. And then I just shot like five photos and then I was like really afraid. But then from there, it just like, uh, you know, he was actually really strict and was like, okay, now you got to get fast. Now you got to get fast. Now you got to learn all this like that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then, um, so from there it was kind of like unsaid. I became, uh, Kevin's second photographer, but we were really young. So it didn't really understood what that meant. It just kind of went with it. And then, um, Throughout the years, like I would be after I finished college, I got my degree, whatever, in health science. And then um, I worked a couple of like odd jobs until I got my like career that I thought I was going to stay in working for County of Riverside. And uh, I had to commute to India being a, a hazmat inspector. And so basically you just go to other businesses and inspect their hazardous waste and hazardous materials and stuff. And it was hilarious because I looked like I was 12. And then um, <laughs> during that time, I was shooting with Kevin on the side. I had to, because I was commuting, I actually, it was so hard on I me. Mean, I had to like uh, rent a room out there. Like I rented a room in two houses out there during like a course of a year. And I would lug my thick ass like iMac and edit out 27 there. 27-inch iMac. Plus my dog at the same time. And so it was like, it was really hustle, hustle time uh, during that time. But we just kind of... You know, when you're young, you just do it. You turn off everything and you just do it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after that, when I tr when I got like a transfer to um, to a closer location, which was in Riverside, I I figured out and I kind of had like a late like, oh, I should do my passion <laughs> and not my job, uh, like a late epiphany during that time, because I would come home from my job and it was so. It was so hard. Like I had um that's the time when I injured my back for the first time and that's what kind of like spawned a lot of crap. So that was the the big injury and I did it by sneezing, but I was commuting and all that stuff. And then I would come home at the end of it and then I would see Kevin like, you know, he loves what he does and uh I still have to go to this job that I don't necessarily like even though like the people were really cool, the job is like really unfulfilling. It's like, and then the drive to the job is really 
like soul sucking if you're a commuter. And I just felt like everything was like, oh, what is life for? I don't feel like I feel like my spirit is leaving me. And I know that there can be something better. And then I read a book called um, Four Hour Work Week by Tim, Tim Ferriss. Ferris. Right. And that's the thing that just like pushed me over the edge. <laughs> it was like, God damn it. I'm going to do what I want to. And so we had a conversation, I think, like in the car. And I was like, I really want to find my passion in life, too. And I think um, podcasting was the answer at the time. And then we were doing so well already. It was like 2012. That was the time where our company took off and became um, incorporated. Mm -hmm. And so he was, you know, Kevin was really gracious enough to say, okay, like, I can support the both of us with our business and you can try to f figure out what you want to do. And I was like, sweet. So let me, let me do that. So for like three years after I quit my job, I tried really hard in like learning how to do a bunch of this stuff, like marketing, podcasting, video, uh, YouTube, a uh, bunch of stuff. I started speaking. I started going to conferences and like, uh, I just took everything that I learned from that. And finally, when we, like, I guess three or four years later, um, when I retired from shooting and Jonathan took over, that's when I realized, um, like, well, there's a bunch of stuff that happened. <laughs> but the, the, that's when I realized, oh, man, like, we need to be on the same team and work together as one, as a, as a true, like, partner, like, um, team members on one company not doing a bunch of different things and that just happened last year and so that brings us to now so yeah yeah i mean i skipped a bunch of shit but like that's, <laughs> that's what happened <laughs> okay so if you want to hear it all <laughs> <laughs> we could do like a it's bonus episode <laughs> it's too long well, you have so to have drinks do the whole thing oh that's beautiful <laughs> well so it's is it like uh more of the business or personal the stuff that happened in between oh it's like that it's, it's both, both. Yeah. 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 yeah okay hand in hand yeah, what, yeah. what's hard um that kind of also influenced me to work harder when we first started uh in fee was uh during the crisis we almost lost our home uh my mom's home um, and I was like, okay, how am I going to help my mom? Right. Cause I, I was still my last year of graduating college. So I was like, okay, am I going to pursue nursing and help my mom when I get a job as a nurse or I'm already establishing a current business and ready to receive income from that. So that's, and then I chose weddings and that's why, um, uh, I just kind of threw uh, nursing off to the side and well we made more and we <laughs> yeah we more. also yeah we also made more but <laughs> like what the heck made more more passionate on the wedding side versus the nursing side and it made more sense and yeah. um i was able to help my mom uh from losing her home and uh that it, it, like along with that we were juggling life and career together at the same time for <laughs> probably about six years yeah 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 well I mean, throughout the whole thing, it was a lot of just business first, business first, business first. And I think that's why uh, that that's a big part of our success, why we're here still, because we really prioritize the business over everything. And then in a lot of ways, we had to relearn like how to how to be 
good people to each other, how to be kinder, how to be good teammates, how to think beyond yourself because we really didn't do that in the beginning. And so, um, I don't know, it's like a balance, you know, but we just did the best that we could at the time. You know, it's funny you say business first because when we when we came here, 2008, it it was the year of the crash. And I'm like, yeah. I was telling Stella, I can't wait for you to experience Thanksgiving. I can't wait for you to experience <laughs> Christmas here because shopping here is everything's like so cheap. And the yeah. crash happened. It was just like everyone's jaw dropped. And yeah. yeah, that's when I knew weddings was the way to go because the only industry, at least from what I saw personally, that was still alive was the wedding industry. Mm, yeah, yeah, it was recession proof. Yeah, it's yeah. like coffee. Like everybody needs to get married, you know, like yeah. it's like it's not bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so so I think just like what you said, business first, we that yeah. was our mindset when we started out and. You know, the only thing that I feel like happened with us was we got burnt out after like five, six years, like just hammering away. Because at, at, at least for us, my experience was we didn't grow up here. I don't know anything about football or baseball. So I have nothing in common with the guys here. <laughs> we don't care less about this. We, have, we don't give a damn about sports. <laughs> or maybe like the old TV shows that they're like, oh, have you seen the blah 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 reruns? I'm like, I don't oh, know I what see, show see. that is. Like Friends and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Friends we watch, but everything we else, like Cheers or whatever. We, I yeah. never knew anything about that. So it was our 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 effort was more of like getting immersing ourselves into the culture mm. just so we kind of like fit in instead of assimilate. It, okay, yeah. I get you. Yeah. So, how old were you guys then already when you when we came here? When we came here, we I was twenty eight. Wow. So it's pretty late, you know. Are oh, you yeah. are you both the same age? Uh, Stella's a year younger than me. Okay. okay cool. So she's yeah. uh, she's twenty nine right now. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, twenty nine. What what made you guys uh, take the leap to move over here? Yeah. First, when when we when we got here, it was just more of I think I wanna. I've never had formal education on film, and I've mm -hmm. always wanted to get into the film industry. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll take I'll I'll do film classes. I really want to immerse myself in that in that part. And because I the one thing about me is I hated school. Like ever since I was a kid, I never wanted to go to school. So for me to tell my mom, mom, I think I want to go to film school. <laughs> she, she actually was like just staring at me and she's like, okay. And then it was, I, 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 I that, mad? no, it, it I just ex excelled because it's something that I was really passionate about. Oh, so I, see, I, yeah. I got into that and then I found out that, you know, I, and then the economy crashed and I saw that, oh my gosh, people are still getting married, you know, and yeah. all these yeah. houses are being foreclosed. It's crazy. Yeah. So that's when I, when I knew. But then I, would, I, I guess my point was whenever when we when we got here, it was just like business all the way. And I feel yeah. like we forgot about like taking care of ourselves and prioritizing mm -hmm. ourselves because mm -hmm. I guess that's my next question. I have two questions for you. Mm -hmm. what, what made you decide to go all in on the business? 
I mean, you know, you, you wanted to help your mom, but at, yeah. at the same time, what, what was your push? Because the thing is, like, the one thing I've, I've noticed recently was everyone is, I'm going to do 20 weddings this year and then I'm going to go on vacation. You know, th- not like when, when we started out, it was just like, what vacation? No one's allowed to go to the movie theater and watch a movie. <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah, we haven't been on a vacation since 2014, like a real one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what, I guess, what was, what pushed you to go all in? Um, to, well, it, it was the lifestyle that we wanted to live. Yeah. Uh, we, both of us knew that we can't live in my mom's house forever. So when we would have like um, discussions, arguments or uh, about life and the future, where, where are we going to be? Um, it's always like, we, we need a house to ourselves. And that's what kind of was our goal for the longest time was to try to work hard to save up, to purchase our own home. Um, also, um, I knew I could do weddings for the long run because of how creative you can be as an artist in each wedding, because every wedding is always different. Every client is always different and getting to experience uh, cultures and different people. It, it, it's, it's always cool um, every weekend. Uh, and that's what kind of made us fall in love with weddings. Um, and it, till this day, I would say it's still still that same feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember we were like we were in bed talking about it because it was the, the crisis and um, to get like a little bit more gritty, like I remember, like you were so worried that you couldn't buy dog food at one point. Yeah, <laughs> which was silly because we were really—I thought it was luxury because I come from Palmdale. Okay, I was like, uh, no, we're we're gonna be okay." And I was confident in his skill uh, in terms of weddings and um, like the demand for it and all that stuff. I was just like. I was always confident in your skill, and then there was a moment you were like, "Man, I'm just gonna." I think something in you, so like ambitious something, ambitious bug. You're like, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. And I was like, okay, good, <laughs> <laughs> go do it. You know, like yeah. uh, I think you you fought with yourself whether or not you were worthy, like to charge this or like. Mm-hmm. Remember when we you started increasing your prices and yeah. that's still tough for him to this day. It was like, you know, be like facing your own worth. Like me on the outside, I'm like. Yeah, of course. Charge ten grand. Charge this, like, because I see the value on the outside. I'm not exactly like tied to to the to the work like mm-hmm. you are. But um, yeah, I think something in you is like just very ambitious. Like, I'm just gonna do it. I, this is it, and just, I'm just gonna do it. And then everything was like, you know, like our relationship and all that stuff. It kind of like was always a little bit secondary. But I think it had it just had to happen that way because. The, who you are that's who we were at the time and uh like that that's what got us here mm-hmm. like the just in- incredible drive and ambition something just very very focused to get us through that time yeah yeah that's what i remember you make it sound so <laughs> but i think it was pretty gritty it was like <laughs> i think you were like oh man like what am i gonna do like, i probably don't notice myself during that time well, I'm on the outside, so I yeah. could see, you know, I could provide a different perspective. <laughs> Looking back, it's always like, oh, yeah, I just like, yeah, it was an easy choice. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. that's what makes it work. Um, you, you have 
you have two totally different points of view. They're just like uh, yeah. not not comparing us with you, but Stella and I are pretty much the same thing. Like she sees everything from the outside, and yeah. I yeah. I do the creative side. And you know, for me, I'm like, but if we increase our prices, no one's gonna book us. And I just want to, yeah. you know, but yeah. she sees it in a different way. And yeah. I, I think that's that's what makes it work is that not only do you you you're able to say that to each other but also you could acknowledge that oh okay i think you're right you you know you do so I, my question is how cuz this this episode is for people who who are married and this is like for the full timers how mm. how do you make it work cuz you you've been you've been doing this for a while now and i'm pretty sure you've yeah. gone through a lot of stuff and you've learned a lot of lessons what what do you think is the most important thing that people need to remember when it comes to like being a husband and wife team? Go, Ben. I have a long thing. <laughs> yeah, I know you have a lot to say. <laughs> um, we we just had this uh, discussion like two weeks ago, and um, definitely don't take your partner for granted. Uh, I feel that's very important uh, throughout the career is to always say thank you to each other. Um, because sometimes when things are going by way too fast or shooting uh, events every weekend, you kind of forget um, to appreciate your partner uh, for what you guys have done to get to this stage. And I feel like, it, <clears throat> yeah, without them, it, it would have been a different story. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about you? I think, uh, like... With us, uh, like the main, I just told this to one of our friends in the in the industry as well. It's like the main thing is um, because we put our business first for so long, we get used to like not addressing chronic hurt or chronic sadness in your relationship. Like maybe you never had true closure or you never discussed it or you don't even have the language to discuss it perhaps because for us, like being Asian, we're not used to that. So of course, like, our love languages didn't match up as well, or we weren't very expressive verbally. So that was kind of an issue, like the communication wise, like so easy to, to say, oh yeah, communication is the key to relationship. But it's like how you communicate with each other because each couple has their own language with each other yeah. and they're both equally sensitive to each other. Like you could easily say, just talk to me to somebody else. But could you really say that to your partner that you've known for how many years and that you have like past um, like kind of fears that get into your head and it makes you think or assume things about each other. And that's why communication doesn't line up. So like for me after for or for us for all these years is like building a safe environment to discuss things openly and not feel like you're going to get attacked or judged because a different perspective or that you wanted to bring up something even from 10 years ago like that, you know, if it still hurts you or if it's you still have an issue with it, that it's OK to bring it up with your partner. And hopefully you have a partner that goes, oh, OK, I I see why you feel that way or I understand you or I hear you. I hear you. And then be able to move on completely instead of like sweeping stuff under the rug and assuming, oh, this is is this how it is? Like, I guess this is how it is. And like, you guess, you guess or assume. And then 
by the time <laughs> by the time you're old, you're like, oh my God, I've been assuming like this weird truth about us and like you've been holding in a lot of stuff. So for me is always like being able to have a safe environment to talk to each other in an open way and mistakes will be made and sometimes you get hurt, but to forgive each other and then to move on completely together instead of somebody moving on and somebody still feeling like, wait, did we really squash that? Or I still feel her. I still feel weird about it. How come? Like, so that, I think that's really important that way you, you like, you have a really good system to um, resolve stuff to resolve your conflicts instead of just, yeah, I feel like you know um, when you have like teams in your business and your husband, your wife is also your, your teammate, you want to make sure everyone within the team is mentally stable um, <laughs> because if they are not, they won't be able to work. They'll always <laughs> they'll always be thinking about those issues and those problems and influences their job. That's true. Yeah. I don't want to work well if I'm like pissed not, off. Yeah, if I'm yeah. pissed off or whatever, like. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I feel like um, when uh, th this whole time when we when Stella and I uh, have been in business, I've always just twenty four seven. I was just always thinking about work, and I think the my the my mental state was totally different from hers. That I yeah. forget to stop working, and so my question is when. When does work stop for you and when does it start? Like in, in, in like a regular day or your week, how do you handle that? Because I feel like that's important, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stopped recently uh, when we started to really nail down about our relationship and how to balance our week. Um, but currently, uh, the schedule that I set for myself um, is a little different from Megan's is... Uh, after a wedding, I'll be editing the current, the most current event on Mondays and Tuesdays. And on Wednesdays, I try to kind of give myself a break since our weekdays are technically our weekends. Um, Wednesdays would be like more a day. I, I either go out to the beach and I'll uh, just spend time either by myself or with Megan. Um, and then Thursdays are blog day. But usually on blog days, we'll, uh, I'll just be selecting photos for that blog. And Megan will post it on that day. And usually it will just be like a half day of work. And, um, yeah, that's how we kind of balance uh, work uh, with personal life, I, right? Yeah, well, I like... Uh, yeah. But it's pretty Our, random still. It, yeah. It, it, there's no set in stone, like, time where I clock out. Oh. I definitely... Well, I try to. Like, I try to, like, take a lot of breaks now because I would be like him and just, like, power through a lot of things. And I just gave myself migraines all the time. So now I just take a lot of breaks. I would do the bulk of my work in the early morning and then work about until mid-afternoon, take a break, and then maybe work again in the evening. And then since I've taken over some of the email, maybe, like, 80%, 90% of the email or something, like, it gives him a lot of free time to introduce more breaks for himself and then like i handle all the albums now too so we we've done i think a pretty good job in this last i don't know like six months mm -hmm. uh to split up the workload because he was doing a lot 
And so now we share the load of like, now, now we have more time to do things like the podcast too. Like we have our own podcast as well, or um, do marketing things or create content, like fun content. And um, that's it. So like, usually he'll still be working way into the night, but I like to give myself a pretty hard stop at like five or six. And then if I have to chime into work, it's usually really quick, like an email or fix this or get that or whatever, like a little gopher task. But most of my work is done in the morning. And then the rest of my day should be freed up for like, let's go out or let's chill or let's watch a movie or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You, so you talked about splitting up work and um, I feel like that's really important for like for Stella and I when we split up work because before what when we were transitioning from doing just a handful of weddings to doing what we do now we i there was a time when i was just i became this guy who just tried to meet stella's deadlines and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> wait really? a minute i'm not i'm not supposed to do these things And yeah, that, that's when we realized that, oh, shoot, we have to delegate and make sure <laughs> that if there's something that you don't like doing, you have to yeah, give it to someone that. else. Yeah, we had that talk. Yeah. So yeah. it really helps, right? Yeah, for sure. It was hard for him to let go of email. It's like it took it took like two, two years or maybe three years because we talk we always talk about lighting his load because he always complained to me <laughs> oh, <laughs> and i'm like well then why you do that <laughs> and then later later finally he could uh i think when trust was established i think that's really important too for married couples you need to be able to trust each other to do the job that you're supposed to do right so like for me i had to like <clears throat> basically prove I could write and think mm -hmm. critically and I know the business because I've shot and all that stuff. So I've, I'm well studied right in the yeah. industry so that I could take over things like albums or blogging or. Yeah. So it, the situation is very different. It, it also depends if um, it's a husband and wife team going into business together or it was the husband that started the business and then the wife later joined it, Very true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's two different things We didn't um, do that. <laughs> because first it was just me alone. So, um, building trust to see if, uh, Megan could take over a piece of it was, um, yeah, many things went through my mind. It was like, zero. <laughs> yeah. It was like, am I confident? do it you know like i would always question that but we never even the, yeah. we don't even have the language to go hey let's talk about no none yeah. of that is just like like assuming or expecting i'll do something mm -hmm. and then i do it and then maybe i do it wrong and then like all hell breaks loose i'm like dude nobody told me how to do it okay <laughs> so, like, and so there was just a lot of like But, yeah no one told us how to run a photography business as well so. well yeah well you didn't, you didn't really play well with others you know yeah. so that was kind of tough as well it's like having to like uh in welcome people into your world mm -hmm. you know i had to like i was telling him we just we just recorded a show that's gonna go It's going to go live, what, tomorrow or something. And I was telling him, like, dude, trying to get into your world was like trying to get through a calcified onion. Like, you'll get through one layer, and then, oh, my God, there's a titanium layer under there. And then so it was really hard to break through and, like, show what I can do. But 
I did it. <laughs> yeah, she did it. <laughs> I, was like, I can't go she anywhere else. It. I already married you. I can't go anywhere else. <laughs> like I thought about that. But I was like, yeah, another <laughs> another great tip for uh, married couples in business is, um, yeah, be open to change. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like any normal relationship, you have to be open to change, open to discussion. Yeah. And I feel like once you, you have a more open mind to letting things go, things will start to evolve in your business. Mm. And I mean, that's what I, I feel. It's great now that um, Megan takes over the emails, uh, takes over the albums, the the things that I thought I used to have time. But now I feel like I... I'm doing other things that can also bring uh, to the table for the business to grow. Yeah. What specifically needs your skill? That's what Mm -hmm. was, that was the pitch I had to make to him. I said, well, if you're going to use, you don't have all the energy and all the time in the world. So you really want to focus what you are good at, what needs your special touch to those tasks. You don't need your special touch in emails, right? You need it in the work that you do or the blog things that you like pick or whatever, or even marketing ideas and envisioning where you want to take the company. And like how I look at it is he's the visionary. I'm like the manager. And then you're also like the technician that works. We're both like technicians and stuff, but I sort of make, he'll have a vision for something. And like in order to make that happen in real life, because a lot of visions start up in the clouds and you need some grounded things to make that work. Yeah. And so that's, I see my role in is like, okay, how can we do that in the real life? And how do we make that happen through marketing or whatever that we need to do? So that's kind of been like how we've separated tasks is like, you're the technician. Yes, you know how to do it. Like you're the artist. You're also the visionary. You're the entrepreneur, the ambitious person that got us here. But there's a lot of things in between to cross the bridge of making the vision come true. And I, I feel like that's where I come in. Okay, I wanna I wanna dive deeper into that because because it, I I get you like I'm yeah. a, I'm like a freight train and Stella is right by the sidewalk trying to hail a taxi cab and <laughs> I'm this guy just the two thousand foot freight train just going yeah, really fast yeah <laughs> and once once she gets on the freight train she's like you're going too fast you need to slow down you know, so so how exactly yeah. do you your advice for wives or husbands that are married to freight trains. <laughs> yeah. What, what's, what's, uh, what's like your process? I want to, I want to dive deeper into that. Sure. Sure. I think it spawned mainly from you trying yeah. to so, break through me. I think one of the, the greatest first steps, cause there's a lot of steps, right? It's a process. It's a journey. And it's also personal to each couple, right? Like in terms of, I said, like you each will have your own language and how you talk to each other. Like for me, I had to first because I'm the one coming in. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to be more more empathetic, more patient, and have more of an understanding of where he's coming from. Whereas it's like his his like way of thinking is like freight train, yes. When I have an idea, I'm just gonna go with it. I don't look for anything else. And like I'm just gonna go, right? And sometimes I work, sometimes it doesn't. And like my for me to come in, I'm like, okay, so I just need to understand where he's coming from. And when I when I can do that, I'll have a language pattern and even like kind of words that that he can listen to and hear. Cause I think the biggest challenge that we had in the beginning where I would see like a like a new marketing idea that I want us to do. And he was sort of really uh resistant to it. 
I just want to do this. I just want to work. I just want to charge this. Right. I'm like, yeah, but like with this social media thing going to explode, we need to become more relevant or we're going to become irrelevant if we don't start putting out our face and all that stuff. It's like, and that stuff he didn't really want to do because it involves putting your face out there. And, um, I knew we really had to make that leap because yeah, I still want to be in the public eye. Like I still want our brand to be known years and years and years later. So for me, it was like, okay, if I just can pitch it to him in a way that he, it would, he can understand with his language, right? So I had to step outside what would work for me because we have different ways of seeing things. And I had to present it in a way that makes sense to him using his language. And then and then also forgiving that because I would get so frustrated that why don't you see that this is a good idea, right? Like I think wives who have different love languages or different ways of seeing things are like, don't you just want to do it? like I'm your wife? Obviously, it's good for you. It's good for us. Like I would think like that. And it's really sort of like short sighted because you have to understand and be compassionate about who's on the other side and what their perspective is and what they're going through, what their fears are and and just taking into that into account. And every time I introduce a new idea like the podcast, like to even have these mics, you know, it took a long time for me to show the value of this kind of setup, the value of even doing a show like this with you, Paul, like why it's good to to do stuff like this. And so um, I was just able to find the way to speak his language. And I think that's super important. And then just being really patient too. Like if you know it's a good idea, I think there were many times where I was like, I don't care. Like I don't want to try anymore. <laughs> Because like, <laughs> I feel like you're going up, up to, against a brick wall. Like yeah. I gave this idea a billion times and you still don't want to do it. And that's because it, it's kind of like a reflection. To me, it was a reflection on me like, oh, I'm being lazy or oh, I don't want to try hard or try to learn his side or his way of thinking. And sometimes it seems unfair because maybe you're tired of trying. Um, but you're married. So like. To me, when I say that to myself, it's like, well, this is it. Like, <laughs> it's either I figure it out and I know it's good for us. So I just need to find the different way. There is a way to say it. I know it's there. And then uh, eventually, I think when your mind's in the right place, too, and you're not like assuming that the other person on the other side, oh, he's not going to understand. He's He doesn't get it. He's not going to say yes to me. I used to think that way, too. But now I'm more positive about my outlook. And like if we have a new idea, if I have a new idea, I'm just like, hey, this could be good for us. And I just I always approach it in a way that speaks his language. And then I always get a good result after. I'm like, cool. Awesome. That's way better than before when I'm like, I'd be almost lecturing. And that's that's never sounds good. You know, you yeah. never want to be lectured by your partner. But sometimes partners, they feel they have to lecture because maybe they're they're tired or they're fed up or they're whatever, like hurt or even hurt. And it comes out like that. So that's my tip. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I, I love that you, that's, that's how you, that's love. That's how you show that you actually yeah. care for the person is I'm mm -hmm. going to, I'm going to go this route. I'm not really comfortable. I'm not used to this going this route, but I have to, because I need to acknowledge that you on the other side are not, you know, you need to be spoken to in a different way just yeah. so, you know. So my question is now, Kevin, what what realizations do, <laughs> do you have? Like after, you know, when when Talk you... 
He's like, uh. <laughs> so what? What? I already um, recognize the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, I I actually I actually get his side. I I got yeah, I got Meg's side, yeah. but I get Kevin's side point. too. Like I I also had realizations when we had like our talk before me and Stella. So what what was what changed in you that made made it work? Isn't that a great question? You know what's better? If we have an actual conversation about it. I created a Facebook group just for the bosses. That's right. I'm calling y'all bosses because I really want to hear what you think. Let's talk about your business, share your frustrations, and celebrate your victories. I want to surround myself with driven, hardworking people so we can help each other out and not feel like I'm being judged all the time. Let's talk about business. I can't wait to see you there, so visit the show notes after the interview and click on the link. Okay, now let's get back to the show. Well, yeah, I mean, I always kind of look back at other businesses back in the day, like how there's a lot of people that will own business since the 80s and they never want to change or you'll stumble across a certain business that never updated their website and it it's just not a mobile <laughs> friendly anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, it, that's like a perfect example is that uh, those people weren't willing to change. So they're not up to date. So when you're not up to date, um, all the newcomers or all the new people that are going into your industry, um, they're, they're going to overtake you. Mm. So that's where I kind of woke up in a way that, yeah, I always have to be updated. I always have to kind of be on top of things um, and kind of set myself away from being just, an artist, but you have to be a business owner as well. And you have to kind of think about your business because your business is 90% and your artist is 10% of the business. Sadly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You have to market 90% in yeah. order to uh, keep doing what you love doing. Right. So, and that's, that's when I kind of considered everything she said um, in the past to now. Um, and I, I've been a little bit more open to change. I mean, I'm still uh, aware of things that are probably not in the right time. Like we can do this later, but it, it will be there on the list that I'll, uh, we'll apply it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I love that. Um, that you said 90% is work and because <laughs> it's true. It is true. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the reason why I made this podcast is because I want to talk about business. I want to talk. I want yeah. to make sure that whoever's listening, if they're starting out or if they're like 10 years into the business, that you need to make money first, especially for us. We're small businesses. We're not. Really yeah. You need to make money first. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't have a business if you're not making money. Yeah. It's just seasonal and you don't really do this for the gram all the time, you know, so you have to yeah. actually make money. So uh, for, yeah. for me, yeah, I, I actually, it, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. And then she would say that we were still in the infant stage of business. <laughs> and I was like, man, I want to be in the adolescent stage or <laughs> I want to be in a matured stage yeah. of business. Yeah, that, that helped too. So and that helped, yeah. It wasn't just me saying, oh, we're not, you know, we're infant. It's like I took, um, I read a lot of books, started to learn from outside of us and I would bring all that information to him and like he that's his language if you bring facts if you bring data if you bring proof then he starts to listen to you <laughs> if you just think in theory is like i don't hear a damn word you're saying yeah. so yeah. now i learned his language is that 
according to so and so because i had to always present it like that it's college it influenced me i guess (laughs) it keeps it keeps us not acting in theory but in practice you know like Mm -hmm. we're practitioners so it's good it's a balance for sure yeah you know i I remember watching a, a show with Stella. This is after we had like a really nice talk about us as a couple and us as business owners. And we started to like, because before, until like midnight, I never shut off. I, oh, I'm i always working. And she looks at me. She's like, what are you thinking of? I'm like, oh, nothing. I, I'm just like <laughs> saying nothing. But in reality, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do for tomorrow and next week and next month? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we were watching. After all that, we re- I realized that I need to shut off. Once I get into the house, we need to stop. And we were watching a movie. I forgot. I, I think it was this not a movie. It was the speech of someone who won an Academy Award. And she was saying that um, the person she was portraying was this woman who just let her husband do everything and she was she served until the end and her mom was the same way she just served her husband until the end of her life and you know I I turned to Stella and I said you know I never asked you what you wanted to do because this is me this is my dream like what yeah. what did you want to do I I feel like that's important is to ask each other just to make sure that you're on the right track and I she said I just you know, I just want to travel. I'm like, okay, back, <laughs> back to the drawing board. Because I'm like, maybe she wanted to be a nurse or something. Yeah, that's important, man. I think we uh, we have some experience with that too. Like you get so focused on your thing and uh, you do often take your part for granted because you, you expect them to just support you, right? Especially if you're the natural born leader. That happened with us, especially in the beginning. I didn't have the voice that I have now. And I just went along with it. I didn't even ask any questions. Like he's like, "Here, here's a camera." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I was like, "What do I want to do? I don't know." I was, I told I him. I mean, I asked her before too. I was like, "What do you want to?" But do? when you don't, uh, when you don't even ask yourself because you're, I don't know, maybe you just assume that you're gonna be, I don't know, just follow. Like I told him before, I was like. I'm kind of like a follower. I'm like a really good follower. I don't think it's a bad thing. I can lead when I have to or, you know, when I need to and stuff like that. But um, and when I embrace my role as a supporter, which is like the manager of our company and like the the things that I do and I fully embraced it because I often would be like, what do yeah, what do I want to do? Like I've been following Kevin forever. Like, is there anything that I wanted to do? And I figured out what I like, which was like that time that I spent learning how to podcast and do video and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's what I like to do. I really like to get into the emotional sides of things. That That is one of my passions and even creating content like this. And then the next one, it was like, oh, I do, I do like being a supporter. And I think the only other like real passion that I would want to do that could be related to creating a business would be coffee, which is what we're I'm dipping my feet into right now, which is cool. And I'm just taking my time with it and trying to go at my own pace. But then, but freight train over here is like, oh man, let's go like promote it. Let's go get this thing. And I was like, calm down. I just want to learn how to do this first. I just have these little tiny bags. Like, and then I, but I'm patient with it too. Like I don't get offended anymore. I don't think take things personally. I just like, I know you're, 
you know, Mr. Freight Train, but I'm not a freight train, you know, and I want to take it at my pace. And now I feel more confident and safe to tell him that. And I'll be like, I just want to do this right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a balance, though. I mean, but I need it to. Yeah. You, know, you nice. need, like, some people also need to be pushed a little, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. I'll let you know you push me too hard. Yeah. Cause I just stopped talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have us. Yeah, we have our language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, to each his own, right? Because for us, like, yeah. whenever <laughs> this is like super private, but no one's listening. <laughs> so this, no one's listening. So I'm gonna say it. So okay. you know, when when couples say like when we're at a wedding, what's your advice to the couple? They're like, never go to bed angry. Yeah. I there are times when I just sleep and just yeah. wait till the next day. And yeah, when we are we're arguing, I just sleep. And the next day, <laughs> next day we could talk because I'm I'm a morning person. She's a night person. Yeah. And oh, if okay. it's if it's something that really bothers her, she wakes me up, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I wake you up. But that's Sometimes the thing. That like, happens, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I feel like yeah. there are different ways of handling, and I well, you get exhausted if you're arguing too, and you're just like, dude, I just need to take a nap right now. My face hurts. Like, yeah. let me just take a yeah. nap right now. I've I've definitely experienced that. And being like, together, <laughs> being together twenty four seven doesn't really help if you're. If yeah, you're you trying don't to, have breaks. Yeah, no breaks. Yeah. Yeah, you need some breaks from each other. I would tell him because he's he's actually really like he likes to be around me all the time, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's love, man. <laughs> maybe maybe it's because you smell like coffee. I'm like, I'm like gee, go go surfing so i can be by myself <laughs> i'm like go go out with your friends <laughs> so i can just be by myself i'm like i always encourage him to go out at least like by himself once a week yeah kevin just call me it. just call me yeah. if you wanna if you wanna you wanna go surfing <laughs> you wanna try uh, no, not surfing <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm island folk but not that island <laughs> I mean, I don't do that shit. So oh, like, man, that's that's too much for me. I'm like, there's a reason yeah. why we're on land now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shoot. So <laughs> I don't want to devolve. <laughs> so I asked you about when to stop working, right? So when you're working, I want to see your process. I want to hear your process. Like, how do you work? when you're outside of the house because you you know usually when you're outside of your house or outside of your office you're still working how do you manage to what do you do when it comes to like marketing or do you meet with uh, wedding planners how do you market your your company because how many how many weddings what's your average or at least your goal every year for weddings for events i mean 70 yeah 70 is the goal Okay. I, I feel like anything more than that will start getting out of hand, and it yeah. it kind of impacts the quality. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and people, I mean, our team won't get too happy. I mean, they'll be exhausted by the end of the year. Yeah. And the best thing is not to try to exhaust yourself as a business owner as well as exhausting the team, or or else they'll hate it. They'll yeah, hate yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. We That's... have a balance of how much we charge and how much we work. So to feel good about how hard you're working and to also feel about the money that's coming in that, you know, it's like, OK, I worked really hard, but it's it's worth it for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to work 
to the bone, but then maybe you're charging too little. Yeah. Or working too little because you didn't because I was like, yeah, we could charge a lot and then you won't work a lot. And he's like, but no, I don't want to work too little because I feel like I'll get out of practice or I like I like to be shooting, you know, I just want to shoot the things I want to shoot. That's what you're telling me. And okay. I was like, oh, OK, cool. So we just have the balance between what we charge. We're comfortable. We don't feel it's too expensive. It's not too cheap. Yeah. And then it allows you to work as much as you but, can um, handle. Yeah. Back to your question about what we do outside. So uh, normally, I mean, our conversations <laughs> is mainly something we we try not to talk about business too much but it always ends up someone always starts it i always get like (laughs) some vision or go there right yeah but you'll go there now you're talking about it i'm like well you brought it up (laughs) like it will be either on the way to la stuck in traffic and then next thing you know it we're talking about business in the car anywhere or just anywhere yeah Yeah. um but for instagram i I don't see myself doing too much Instagram. It's mainly, I would say, our our, our lead photographer, Jenna, uh, which is Megan's sister. Um, she's really great at Instagram and showing herself, um, as well as uh, you're good at Instagram marketing. Yeah, we um, don't we we don't do a lot, in my opinion. Like I would yeah. do a lot more, but she is not very comfortable with that. So. <laughs> you know, I'm not like a social butterfly wanting to show everyone every minute of my life. Yeah. So. Well, that's why I just have access. So whenever I want to post, I just post. I, I, if I were to wait for him, it would be like, oh, let's do that next week. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? But, um, even then, that question, like, uh, we, we don't get out that much, you know, to be honest. Yeah, like, we do. Uh, not in the industry. Like, we don't go out to... Yeah, we're not like you guys. Mm-hmm. Like you, you would see us uh, two times in a row this year, but that was about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's max, man, for us. Really? For, oh. Yeah, for us, I, I, I was like, I, I think that's good enough. I think. <laughs> yeah, we we let Yelp do a lot of our marketing for us. You know, he did a really good job at making sure that we got reviews early on, and so that has been churning most of our referrals. And then, of course, referrals like people referrals. And then um, Instagram is kind of coming in there, mm-hmm. but mostly Yelp and then Google. Some Google stuff comes through. How um, so? How I love. By the way, I love your strategy on Yelp, and I, I do that too. And I learned yeah. it from you, so <laughs> we're not going to talk about it here. But yeah, I, I love yeah. that. So yeah, what yeah. what percentage do you say? you get uh, inquiries, at least inquiries online as opposed to like vendor referrals or word of mouth? Oh, okay. Well, I, I have that data in my brain, which is like, I'd say 70% is Yelp, maybe more, maybe more to 80. And then the rest has, is trickled down to the rest of the social platforms. And then, um, but they're enough. Like they're usually... You know, it's kind of like a numbers game. Uh, they say you want to be everywhere and all that stuff. But I like to focus more now on creating content that's going to get us more solid leads instead. Because you, you could play the game where you could spend a lot of money and get a lot of leads but um, or get a lot of traffic and then try to get leads. And we are venturing a little bit into that, into Facebook and to Instagram. And we're spending a lot more than we ever did in those terms of marketing. And it's really basic it's like just promoting old content right like our strongest works his strongest works and that seems to be working and i'm like cool and we even do like a little bit of like pinterest and stuff Mm -hmm. 
but most of it is through Yelp and we have really great reviews on the Yelp and that has been marketing for us and like his service has been so thorough and cons- thorough and consistent since day one and I always see it in the reviews and the people that um, that talk about us and they too like the client themselves they're like little marketers for us because he did all that work already and then they just keep turning that wheel for us and we don't have to pay for it it's like free free marketing and then again like on our side is just building our brand like the like even the free content that we put out there's like no solid push to go like go see us on our uh, website but somebody will see it and they make the connection in their own brain and they're like oh cool i like these people um and then they'll just inquire via like what the phone or like email we're getting some emails randomly nowadays a little bit so i'd say 80 percent yelp the rest is like the rest of the social platforms kind of trickle through wow that's crazy because for us it's um it's almost 50 percent oh it's almost 60 percent vendor referrals oh wow that's that's cool well that makes sense because you guys are out there you know like you're making connections you guys have a public face out there like you always are interacting but we like barely do that yeah Yeah. so we have to go you know a different lane a different route yeah Yeah. so now i'm curious because for me the reason why we go to networking events is there's free alcohol and food so yeah that's why i want to go that's why i know it because he's like i don't want to go but i was like is there free alcohol and is there free food and dancing i'm down bam i'm in (laughs) so my, (laughs) my question now is since we have uh different sources of inquiries how did yeah. you, for for me, because in our company, I, I'm really proud of what we've done with regards to like our client base, because I one of my fears is being typecasted as a Filipino videographer, and you know, videography in the yeah. Philippines is so big that all Filipinos want to have video yeah. more than photos, but we didn't get that, and I I actually we we designed it to be that way, so. And when I was going through your feed, and I've known you for a long time, holy crap, maybe almost 10 years, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys are like as old as us, right? (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to ask you, how did you break the mold? Because you're not supposed to be, we, uh, us Asians, we're not really like supposed to do other, other you know, just like a typical for me, because I'm not so used to seeing that. And uh, my, I always want to like hear what other people did to break the mold, like not to be typecasted as like a, you know. Oh, it's really simple, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what he's asking, right? Yeah. So usually, um, you know, your company is what you market, what you put out there. Mm-hmm. So usually we don't try to market Vietnamese tea ceremonies because I, although like it's in my name, it's in the brand, um, or I don't market that because I know there's always going to be plenty of that if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, but yeah, like if I want more Asians, I just market more Asians. If I want more um, Western weddings, I market more Western weddings. And that's how we kind of broke the ice and, uh, went into different cultures and document different cultures right yeah i think it it counts to like the content that we put out where you you can unconsciously go okay these people are not just you know uh uh, vietnamese tea ceremony photographers Mm -hmm. like i think you can see it throughout our website 
and we try to make it more hip, I guess. I don't know what the word is, but like, you know, we're looking for a certain clientele. Ad- like you said, adventurous. You were like, oh, I want more adventurous people. I want more people who are like down trendy, to down to earth. And I was yeah. like, dope. Let me incorporate that in all of our marketing and our message and how I write uh, all the our copy and that. And then it worked. Yeah. Yeah. We get cool. We get cool people, like people who we could actually be friends with. Like that was a big mission for us. It's like, who could we hang out with? That's it'll make everything better. Everything's more fun. They'll enjoy everything a lot more. And we're going to get less and less people that are like picky or uh, don't appreciate your work or you as a person, you know, when you're working because you don't want to deal with that. So the more control that we can have by just how we market ourselves, that's what we try to do. Man, I could just imagine if you did a push for networking, you'd probably do more yeah i know yeah this one does not like to go out <laughs> <laughs> no but the that's the thing times he was so tired he was like oh <laughs> that's good that's good enough i said like, okay that's why nathan that's why nathan is like where are you yeah like you he, never you're never out here he's he doesn't really go but um you know it works i mean for i him. support the wedding industry it works you know for him. yeah and um but, you know, I just kind of prefer, like, I, it's like every day is about the wedding business already. I yeah. just, yeah, I just don't feel like I want to listen to He's being to, diplomatic. Yeah. <laughs> he's, diplomatic. <laughs> he's, just, he's trying to balance like, it out. I see one more wedding vendor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I want to go dance. <laughs> if I see one more chicken marsala on a plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but that's the thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm really proud of what you guys did, especially now that learning that you barely, Thanks, you get most in social media is amazing. Uh, that's that's yeah. crazy. Yelp, for for some reason, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good. That's so cool. So I, I want to ask you now. Then, um, what? This is probably my last question. But what is your advice to couples? who are starting out like maybe maybe the the wife isn't fully invested in yet and they're thinking of jumping jumping in together or like how how do you because we already talked about it like how you handled it but i'm trying to see like a a better way of an easier way of follow yeah Yeah, Um, we we took 10 years to i would say us too The best thing, if I was to re- rewind all the way back to starting out, yep. uh, um, form a business plan and also create like a, a standard procedure and know each other's role within the business. Mm-hmm. Like kind of lay it out and also lay out things that you either don't like to do and what are the things that you really like to do. And so this way you can kind of figure each other out and assign the right roles uh, within the business. So there is no kind of confliction there. Yeah. To add on that would be to take some personality tests together, take your love language test together and figure out how you're going to talk to each other. Because on a daily basis, you got to talk to each other. And so uh, sometimes things would be like crunch time or hustle time or whatever, where your, where your, uh, a tendency is not to be nice, you know? And then after a long period of time, 
maybe you, you've gotten so used to not being nice to each other. So you just treat each other like business partners and you're no longer even loving. You know, that's very toxic too. So like to figure out, to put as much, I think, importance on the emotional side of what it means to run a business with your with your spouse, it's not like a stranger. You know, it's not just somebody you like shook hands with and signed papers with. This is your partner in life. So it's like, I feel like there needs to be just as much emphasis and priority on your relationship as just as much as your business. And that's going to be really hard. So you have to be able to give way and both people should be okay when things give way to the business. Cause most of the time you're going to prioritize the business because why you have to make money. So, Hey, we're going to, we're going to prioritize making money right now. I understand like we still have to discuss all this stuff. We're going to make time for that. But being able to like say that to each other and not assume it or just not even say anything like years and years later, you don't want to do that. So the more that you can create little buffers for each other, that way things get hard or shit hits the fan, then nobody really like there's an understanding and you're going to get to the conflict a lot better and you're going to run a business a lot smoother. And which means you're probably going to make more money if you're if your marriage is healthy. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be healthy, I would say. Like we have a healthy marriage now where we will have disagreement or people will get hurt or things bad, some bad stuff will happen, but we have a system where we can actually resolve. That means we'll make more money. That's the bottom line, right? And the entrepreneur is always thinking about the bottom line. So you always want to make sure things are copacetic so that the environment is capable of making more money. And when you have good relationships, yeah, you're, you're most likely going to make more money because you're in a better mindset. More things click. Things run efficiently. But everything if, if everything is tension, then you're going to be hitting some roadblocks. So that's that's the bottom line for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the, the bottom line is mindset, right? You, you have to have you have to be at least staring at the same direction. Does it matter? Mm -hmm. Does it matter if you're both on the same pace or not? As long as you're staring at the same direction or do you have to be in the same pace as well? Well, you, I mean, the yeah. system, yeah, you have to be on the same page for I sure. I think, no, I think what Paul says is true. Sometimes we're not, we're not on the same page. Sometimes mm -hmm. marketing is more of a priority for me or getting on camera or doing this and that. And it's not really so much for him, but the overall goal is you want to make more money, right? Yeah, that, that <laughs> is where you want to be That's on the same page. That's where I can page. always get him. Yeah, you want to make money? Or yeah, we got to do this. Your business for the long run. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to do everything, but we got we can choose one. Let's choose one and let's do that. Cool, because there's a million things you could do to market your company, right? If you just choose one and maybe you nail it and you like it, maybe even go <coughs> to like it, like we are podcast. Oh yeah, another good lesson that we came across is yeah, just focus on one business, <laughs> one thing, one thing, just and one, one business, thing, and yeah. be good at that one thing. Because we tried so many times opening other businesses alongside with our wedding photography and it, it didn't work out well because you didn't give your one business a chance, this fullest attention to try to grow it. Yes. Okay. We that, didn't do that now. That's great advice because we're, we're trying to, well, the thing is for us, we, the one thing we've learned along the way was to be able to let go of control and delegate. So now yes. that we know how to delegate and who to 
give it to, we're more, I guess we're a little bit more courageous when it comes to like, let's, maybe we should try this route of like an alternative you know, source of income. That doesn't yeah, necessarily yeah. have to be the uh, another main one, but something to, as a tool to help us get more money. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. That makes sense. You have a, if you have a good system and you feel comfortable in that system, like I feel like we're still learning that right now. Yeah. But when, when we get that nailed and when we can t maybe take a step into coffee or maybe take a step in into whatever you want to do, be like, whatever. But like focusing on that one thing, making sure it works instead of like always trying to tend to many gardens and then one never even flourishes. Yeah. yeah. So any 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 other last words? Because this this so far this conversation has been great. Yay! <laughs> cool. Thank you, Paul. Like yeah, yeah we're you, um Paul, for having us. We always refer you. Like thank you. You know when our team is not available or uh, Marcus is overworked. <laughs> <laughs> we always for you. You're the first one there. Thank so I'm, I always send out those referrals. So that's cool that some of them catch. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And we really appreciate that because we we love working with you guys. It's it's yeah, it's you know, more it's fun. Really easy. We can trust, you know, like, and I love too. Like, if I can make a note, yeah, you know, not a lot of videographers are as cool as you guys. So it like we appreciate it when people don't like try to take over the scene or um. Like they just get their shot. Like they're not, they're not using the incorrect lenses. Like there's a lot of things that happen on the field in the field, and you're like, oh, thank God, it's like both of you know. Like, mm -hmm. That's <laughs> hey, that's so cool because the we yeah. we just know it's what our deal. role is. I, I think we we already know what our role is on a wedding day and what our final product needs to look like. First of all, yeah, it doesn't have to look like the photos because that wouldn't make any sense. So we try to make, tell the story behind the photos. It's kind of like that's what we're trying to aim. But at yeah, the same yeah. time, I think the the reason why we work together, well together, is because we have a love language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys do our love language, man. Like, you know, it's like working with, with people you love. You know, yeah. it's easy. Like, oh, thank God. It's gonna be easy. Yeah. It's, gonna be, it's gonna be fun today. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I could I could tell you, or you could tell me if you need me need me to move or move stuff and yeah, nothing's yeah. awkward, nothing weird. Yeah, I think that's, that's what what people in the wedding. I think that's why it's important to go to networking events or at least to network per all se. Right, right. Because yeah. no, okay. but you know, at, at least to network with other games. people, <laughs> because yeah. you, you get to like have a dynamic that not everyone would have, and he you're gonna so find shy. out, right? Yeah, he's shy though. Oh, don't worry, I'll I'll be right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, so I thank you for thank you for making sure that you had time for me. I really appreciate it. I would love yeah, it if you tell you the me. listeners what you're up to, like uh, sure. talk about your podcast or how they could reach you if they have any questions. Okay, cool. Well, our podcast is called uh, Pass the Aisle and we're available everywhere. And we talk about marriage. We take our <laughs> real yeah. marriage issues, challenges, successes, and it's all very real. It's all very like live. Like we don't, it's happening on the show. It's cool. It's like our marriage therapy. And you can find us on Spotify, Anchor. Everywhere. Everywhere. YouTube. Um, iTunes. Everywhere. 
Yeah, iTunes. Yeah, we're on there. Anyway, <laughs> and um, we're in the thick of wedding season, so uh, we're building our team. You can find us at kevinlevuweddings.com. Um, on my Instagram, he's Kevin Levu, and then I'm at the Levus. And then um, if you're interested in some coffee, you can check us out at blackcitycoffee.com. Anything else you want to share? I think that's it. Okay, cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you, yeah, Paul, for having thank you guys. us. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say that I'm so glad that your business exists in this industry because I know that there are people out there that are not just in it for as a hobby or you know just like seriously doing this full time and making sure that you go past the service and you know focus on the customers. Oh, yeah. And I really thank you for for inspiring a, a lot of people for doing that. Oh, thanks, Paul. Oh, that's, thanks, Paul. That's nice. It's nice to hear. Thank you. Yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing you for know? you. Yeah, dude. same thing. I was like... just I was just waiting for that. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fishing. Uh, fishing for the conversation. <laughs> it's true though. Like no, we, it's, um, it's it's nice to see people who are still there in the industry ten years, eleven years later, and we're like, yeah, man, like because it feels like ago. a family. It does and, feel like does. family. Yeah. Yeah. If a family, you know, quits on you, it's like, it, like it feels uh, weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like when we lost the Illumic. <laughs> we lost the Illumic. Well, we didn't really lose them. But yeah. like, he, you know, Michael didn't want to do weddings anymore. Like, do you remember Illumic, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. So, he, yeah. yeah. So they're like, kind of like. No well, they're issue. gone. I mean, okay. Illumic <laughs> is not there anymore. <laughs> and we scalped all their people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you 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 two are the realest of the realest of the real, and I really appreciate oh, that. I I love you guys for that. Yeah, we gotta keep it real, man. None of this fake stuff. No more fake stuff. No more. We don't like that. We don't like <laughs> fake stuff. Man. So uh, uh, we still need to go out. Remember, we still need to yes. have dinner. Yes. So I will let's set that up and okay. um, thank you. Thanks, Meg and Kevin, for a great interview. I'm sure all the married couples in our audience learned a lot based on how you ran your business as husband and wife and how they can use what you learned in their situation. So thank you very much for sharing your expertise and experiences so graciously. And thank you to all the married couples in our audience for joining. I mean, if you lasted this long in the episode, you're probably married. So I'm assuming you're just married who's listening to this one. But if you're not married, thanks as well for this. This is an amazing presentation about how they got started and how you can learn from what they did to get better results yourselves. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for being with us this week. If you have some feedback you'd like to share, please leave a note in the comment section below or you could rate and review us. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends by using the social media buttons you see at the bottom of the post. I think it's really important that to help me and to help other people, you have to share this episode if, it re it's, if it's really helpful for you. Don't forget to subscribe on the show on iTunes to get an automatic episode updates for our Wedding Video Boss podcast. And finally, please take a minute to leave an honest review and rating on iTunes. They really help us out when it comes to the rankings of the show, and I make it a point to read every single one of the reviews that we get. I'm actually going to read one review right now, and this is from Rex DJ. His headline is, Lots of Diamonds and Gold Nuggets here. 
DJed many events with Paul, and I think I was able to listen to all of the episodes. There's a lot of value here. If you apply all the knowledge, you will be a boss. Just to be clear, guys, boss means the business of smashing service. So we're in it for the service, not to be the boss, right? We're here to lead, not to feed. You know what? I'm tired. All right. Till then, play nice if you can't win. Be nice, especially if you're good looking. Boss man out. of smashing service so we're in it for the service not to be the boss right we're here to lead not to feed you know what i'm tired all right till then play nice if you can't win be nice especially if you're good looking boss man out <laughs>